Let's pray together as we look at the word of God. Heavenly Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for preserving all of us. Thank you for security that we have in your son, Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, we ask that you will bring light to our spirits and fire to our hearts. That indeed, all of us will become burning and shining lights, holding for the word of life in a dark, dark world in which we shine as lights um, uh, in the midst of the nations, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. I would like us to read um, certain texts of Scripture um, uh, at this time. And there are the first text I would like us to read is in John chapter 5 where our uh, the topic of our uh, focus this evening is taken from John chapter 5 and I'm reading from verse 31 all the way down to 37 John 5 31 to 37 it said if I bear witness of myself my witness is not true there is another who bears witness of me and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Verse 33, John chapter 5 and now 33. It says, You have sent to John and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. Now in verse 35 he said, He was a burning and a shining light it was a burning and a shining lamp and you were willing for a season or for a time to rejoice in his light verse 36 he said but i have a greater witness than john's for the works which the father has given me to finish the very works that i do bear witness of me that the father has sent me so you see our topic is taken from verse 35 concerning john the baptist where he says he was a burning and a shining light a burning and a shining light now as we take a closer look at this text there are several things we see we see first of all i'm going to be reading some other text but i wanted to just point out a few things in this text we see first of all that this scripture is talking about witnesses this scripture if you look at it in context if you see the bigger picture uh, from um, the scripture in question it's talking about witnesses and you notice that the Lord Jesus Christ said if I bear witness hmm? In verse 31, if I be a witness of myself, my witness is not true. Then he said, there is another who bears witness. Witness, please. Not the word witness. Witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses concerning me. Verse 33, you have sent to John and he has borne witness. Notice the quantity of witness, witnesses, by the time you get to verse 
um, 36, he said, But I have a greater witness than John's. The works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, they bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So immediately you see that whatever you are going to say about a burning and a shining light, if you are to be accurate, it must be in the it must be in the context of being a witness. Um, so we find that the Lord Jesus Christ himself is a witness. It's important to establish this truth. Jesus himself is a witness. So he says, if I be a witness of myself, my own personal testimony about me, and he's qualified to be right, but he's, <clears throat> he's simply saying here that I, there are other witnesses that testify of me. And it's important to see that Jesus is a witness. In the book of Revelation, Jesus is called the faithful witness. The faithful witness. Huh? And of course, in John chapter 8, Jesus also says of himself, I am the light of the world. So you see, Jesus is the faithful witness. But this faithful witness is also the light of the world. He is the light of the world. So automatically you see that John himself, whom we are going to see, was also a witness. John was a burning and a shining light. And the Lord Jesus Christ, the witness, was actually also a burning and a shining light. Jesus too was a witness that was on fire. That's why, if you remember when the Lord Jesus Christ met those guys, uh, brother Cleopas and the other brother on the way to Emmaus, remember what they said when their eyes were opened and they recognized the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to themselves, did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke with us by the way and he opened the scriptures to us. So you can see that Jesus himself was burning and he communicated fire. His words had temperature. That would be impossible if he himself was not a burning and a shining light. In the book of Luke, the Lord Jesus Christ said, I have come to cast fire on earth. And how I wish that this my fire was already burning. So Jesus is the witness, the faithful witness, and he was a burning and a shining light. Now, in, the, in our context, you also see that the Father himself is also a witness. Jesus said, the Father also bears witness of me. And don't forget that this Father we are talking about is a consuming fire. Don't forget that our God is a consuming fire. And don't forget that God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. So you see, the Father God himself is a burning and a shining light. God is light because God is a consuming fire. You cannot be consuming fire and be darkness. That's impossible. That's why the Bible says God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. At all, at all, at all, at all. There is no darkness in him. Now, that is very important because we now see that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who is also a witness, is a burning and a shining light. 
in Matthew chapter 4. I'd like you to follow what happened. We are going to come back to um, uh, we are going to come back to um, John chapter 5. But I'd like you to look at Matthew chapter 4 for a moment. And look what the Bible says when Jesus left Nazareth, Matthew chapter 4 from verse 13. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea. By the sea there means by the Sea of Galilee. Uh, not the Mediterranean. Um, Galilee and Capernaum, they are actually inland um, by, this, by the Sea of Galilee or Lake Galilee actually. And then he says, he came and dwelt in that place in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. Verse 14. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying. So when Jesus removed from Nazareth and relocated to Capernaum, a scripture was fulfilled. Prophecy was fulfilled by this relocation of the Son of God. So notice what happened. He said in verse 15, this is the prophecy. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, verse 16, it says the people who sat in darkness they have seen a great light. The people who sat in darkness, they have seen a great light. They have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. A great light. Not just light, but a great light. Verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so if you look at this scripture jesus himself the faithful witness was also a burning and a shining light and when jesus arrived in this place the bible says scripture was fulfilled people that sat in darkness they saw a great light and people that sat in the region of darkness and in the shadow of death light dawned upon them so when people that sat in darkness saw a great light what happened to the darkness around them the darkness of course scattered when people that sat in the region and the shadow of death when a great light dawned upon them what happened that light scattered the shadow of death that light came with life oh in him was life and the life was the light of men so the Lord Jesus Christ himself was a burning and a shining light. And he was a witness. And then we are told that even the works, we are going to come back to John. But notice that the works that Jesus did uh, were even a greater witness. In John chapter 5, uh, now I'm looking at verse 36. In John chapter 5 and verse 36, it says, but I have a greater witness than John's witness. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the works which the Father has given me to finish. So, oh, glory to the Son of God. So there we are works that we are given by the Father to the Lord Jesus Christ to finish. Every burning and shining light has works given to him or her by the Father to finish. That's a big statement I just made. Every burning and shining light 
has works there are certain works assignments visions committed to burning and shining light which they are commissioned by god by heaven to accomplish and the light and the fire must not go out until that vision is completely accomplished so jesus said the works which the father has given to me to finish he said those works they testify of me they bear witness of me uh, that the father has sent me so please notice so your your works your works are part of your witness i said your works are part of your witness witness notice that when jesus got to uh, uh, the region of uh, zebulon and naphtali the bible said his near presence his mere presence was already a great light. Your life, your life is the, is the witness. And then your words. Remember, Jesus began to preach and to say. He began to preach. He didn't keep quiet. And just said, well, my life, we tell them what I have to talk about. No. First of all, his life was the light. The second thing we see about the Lord Jesus Christ was that his words also we are light mm? the words that he spoke they were spirit and they were life and then they were also light and then number three is that his works the practical works that the lord jesus christ did we are part of his witness so please keep these three in mind because these will oh glory to the son of god thank you jesus these will be the principal manifestations of your life as a witness I said these three things will be the principal manifestation of your life as a witness number one your life your character the life that you live you cannot claim to be light and be walking in darkness mm? eh? because if you are dark in the dark then you are not the light <laughs> i said if you are dark in the dark you are not the light so jesus his life was the light of man mm? his life was the light of man the next thing you see that was part of his witness were his words so as burning and shining lights and i'm coming to that point we will live lives that are on fire lives that are shining our character will be different we will not be part of the darkness of our generation number two as burning and shining lights we will speak words that carry light words that are alive words that impart light words that dispel darkness wherever darkness is found wherever we are located so in our homes in our workplace wherever life carries us our words we carry power that we scatter darkness the third thing that will be part of our witness is our works the practical works that we do the works hmm? your work the works of your hands the good works that we do the good that we do in ministering to people the sick in the hospitals and in the you know medical practices where god has located us in business in society the works that we do the miracles that happen as you lay your hand on the sick and you pray the answers to prayer the works that god has called you to finish they will be part of your witness now before i come to john and focus a bit on john let me give you some understanding about that word witness 
you see the word witness is a very interesting word in the new testament when the bible says that jesus was a witness the word there is martus 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 is m-a-r-t-u-s m-a-r-t-u-s martus now somebody like antipas who the bible also says my with antipas my faithful witness the word is martus so when jesus said you shall be my witnesses the word that jesus used you can check this out later the word is martus you are going to be my martus now here is the interesting thing martus is the root of the word martyr martyr so who is a martyr who is a martus a martus is a witness that is willing to lay down his life for his testimony you see what makes a witness credible what makes a witness believable is that the person who is providing the testimony is so convinced of his testimony that he says even if you kill me i will stand by what i'm saying because i know it is true and i am willing to lay down my life to back up my testimony that's a matus that's a martyr so a matus is somebody who provides testimony that he is able to back up with his life that's a matus that's a witness so when the lord jesus christ said you shall be my witnesses i want you to listen because many of us have not understood what it means to be a witness for jesus christ what jesus said is you shall be my martyrs you shall be my martyrs you are going to be my martyr what jesus said he's saying is that if you are going to follow me you must be a martyr so you see oh glory to the son of god father bring revival to your church i want you to listen do you know that in the new testament church everybody was a martyr they were martyrs that we are waiting to die when necessary that's why they were not afraid of the roman empire they were not afraid of the sanhedrin if you killed stephen the other people did not retract their testimony simply because brother stephen was killed they themselves were willing to still lay down their lives as part of their testimony that's why their witness was effective see imagine that you have a witness who you ask him in court you say are you sure that this thing you are saying is true he says yes he says, are you very sure if we put a gun to your head would you still be saying what you are saying he said well uh, no you know i don't really mean it like that but you see i actually was there and i saw it will you make any serious decision on the basis of such a witness of course not because if you are not willing to back up your testimony with your life your witness is is invalid and if you look at the lord jesus oh glory to the son of god if you look at the lord jesus christ jesus the faithful witness laid down his life for his testimony he laid down his life to testify to the grace of god to bring god's eternal salvation he backed his testimony with his life if you look at all the witnesses that we read about in the new testament they they they, they lay down their lives to back up their testimony that is a principal mark of witnesses now keep that in mind because even john the baptist who we are now going to look a bit closer at john john himself was a burning and a shining light he was a witness 
And what happened to John was that this John was also willing to lay down his life to back up the testimony that he, he carried. John laid down his life to testify to the grace of God and to testify to the fact that the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, had entered into the world. It cost him his life. So what we are seeing already is that if we don't understand the primary definition of witness, forget about being a burning and shining light. No, 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 no. You see, because by the way, fire consumes what it, it burns. I say fire, the Bible says where there is no fuel, where there is no wood, the fire will go out. So it means that for the fire to keep burning, it consumes the wood. So if the wood insists on being alive, it cannot burn. It's impossible. It cannot burn. Perfect. Now you say all of us are going to die. Yes, inside our hearts. Jesus Christ said anybody who loves his life in this world is going to lose it. Jesus Christ said if a grain of wheat does not fall into the ground and die, it remains alone. But if it dies, if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And Jesus himself confirmed it with his own life. He confirmed it with his own life. He laid down his life, died, rose again, and look at now, all of us, we are part of the fruit of his sacrifice. Does it mean that we are suicidal? We are looking for someone to kill us? No, 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 no. God purchased us and he is willing and desire us to maximize our lives on earth. For us to finish, don't forget that word, finish, to finish the works that he had given to us before we leave this world. So nobody is going to take you away from this place before your time. You will not die. You will live and declare the works of Almighty God, but your life is dead already. You are on the altar. So that if it comes to that point where you must die to back up your testimony, it is done already. It is not an emergency thing. You see, Stephen died before Stephen died. I said Stephen died before Stephen died. Stephen died when he took up his cross to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they were stoning him, he said, he said, God, don't lay this sin to their charge. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. And then he lifted up his eyes. Stephen said, I can see heaven open. I can see the glory of God. Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. The man went to glory. He had laid down his life already. He died. You see, the thing that is happening to us in the church is that many of us come to Christ without a clear understanding of what we are being called to. We are called to be witnesses. The Lord Jesus Christ said, you shall be my witnesses. And this call is to every believer. Now, let's look a bit closely at John. So now look at John chapter 5 and verse 35. Huh? 33 first of all he said you have sent to john and he has borne witness to the truth so john testified to the truth now but look at verse 35 now and because we are now getting information about john himself he says john was the burning and shining light he was a burning and a shining lamp now see the point here about john the baptist is that John the Baptist was burning and he was shining. John was burning and John was shining. What does this mean? Please note the order. I invite you to note the order 
in which this scripture was stated john was not a shining and a burning light no 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 you see many times the order in which things are said in scripture is as important as what he said john the baptist was not a shining and a burning light he was a burning and a shining light in other words the burning preceded the shining i said the burning preceded the shining the burning preceded the shining in fact the reason the man was able to shine was because he was burning and can i say to you servants of god my dear friends in nature there is no light without fire of course i mean if you look at the fluorescent tube in the room or the bulb where you are there is light but if you remember the incandescent lamp you know the original the one with the filament the reason that it shines is because the thing is burning that's why if you touch that bulb you remember it used to burn before these um, you know energy saving ones even came there is no light without fire god himself is a consuming fire so god is light i've mentioned that the lord jesus christ himself is fire so he's also light uh, see the sun up in the sky the sun is 93 million miles away from us it's 149 million kilometers that's how far the sun is from planet earth is a million times bigger than earth the sun you see in the sky the reason it looks small like that is because of the distance but it's huge now the sun is a raging ball of fire it's on fire the surface temperature of the sun is 10,000 degrees fahrenheit not the core temperature the surface temperature the sun, so you see we have sunlight because the sun is raging or, it, or it's on fire you see the light that we see if you look out of your window the light that you see here now left the surface of the sun eight minutes ago traveling at the speed of light 186,000 miles per second 300,000 kilometers every second that's how fast that light is traveling but because it has to travel 93 million miles eh, 149 million kilometers imagine that distance so that's why it takes eight minutes for you to get to planet earth so the sun is light and gives light because it's on fire that is the template that we have in scripture john the baptist was a burning and a, in other words the light that was coming out of john was being emitted emitted that's the word the light was being emitted from a life on fire so his life became a light source because it was on fire please note this statement you see as a young believer on campus they used to there is this uh, scripture i'm sure you are familiar with in isaiah chapter you know i think it's chapter 60 61 it says arise shine your light has come and you know arise and shine arise and shine arise and shine so i kept on asking how am i going to shine until god showed me this scripture the lord said if there is a burning there will be a shining that's why in that isaiah scripture the bible says arise shine for your light has come your light has come so these people that are being told these people that are being told to arise and shine the only reason they can arise and shine is because their light arrived something ignited their hearts and ignited their lives and now that they have been ignited they say shine 
So listen, there can be no no shining without an ignition, without a burning. That's why today we are going to be praying for a kindling, an ignition of your inner man, a kindling of holy fire burning in your spirit. John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. Now listen to this other part before we leave John and go to one more scripture and then draw to a close. Look at this scripture, what it says. John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. So the messages that John preached, they were not regular talk. They, were, they had fire. They carried fire. When John pointed to Herod and said, it is not correct for you to take your brother's wife. Do you know that message was carrying fire? It was a like a fiery arrow shot at Herod. Herod could not get away from it. When John said, brood of vipers, it carried temperature. It had fire. Those Pharisees felt it in their bones. Something burnt them. And when he said, bring forth fruit that is correct for repentance, it carried temperature. You see, the reason the gospel looks powerless is because many of us who are preaching this gospel, we should put a thermometer to our spirits and check the fire level. We should put a spiritual thermometer to our spirit and ask ourselves, what is the temperature of my soul? There's something I talk about, I call it the temperature of the soul. The reason is because it is the temperature with which words come out that they make impact. It is the temperature with which words come out that they ignite and kindle and set other hearts and lives on fire. What is the temperature of your spirit, your inner man? Are you cold in a lukewarm generation? The Bible says, because iniquity will abound. Because iniquity will abound. What's going to happen? He said, the love of many, not the love of some, the love of many will wax cold. Do you know, research has shown that in this, with this, uh, all the lockdown necessitated, you know, by this uh, pandemic, do you know that research has now shown that people are having all kinds of problems, pornography has gone through the roof. It, there, somebody quoted the statistics for Kenya. I'm sure Nigeria's case will not be will not be less. He said the increase in pornography is 400 percent now because people are sitting in their homes and they are they are all they have is their cell phone. They are connected to the internet and they are browsing. Idleness is has multiplied iniquity. They are opening all kinds of sites. They are looking at pornography and filthiness. Now we are being told that lots of families are facing crisis. Husband and wife fighting and quarreling. They used to escape from each other by going to work. Now they are, they are caught up in the house. They have to see each other on a daily basis. Mm? And strife is coming out. The divorce rates have, have spiked. A lot of people who used to give before, the love has gone cold and they assume that, you know, because I am at home, I should also keep my offering and spend it on myself. So you see, the love of many is waxing cold. What is the temperature of your spirit? Have you, have you frozen because there was lockdown? Or are you using this period to stoke the fire? To stoke the fire. To stoke the fire. The apostles were locked down in the upper room, but glory to God, they were locked down for Pentecost. I said they were locked down for Pentecost. When that, when the, when the lockdown ended, they came out with fire. May that be your testimony. That when all these things have the wind, you know, has shifted, you will there will be a raging holy fire. 
burning and, and brewing inside your inner man. John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. And now listen to this now. He says, and you were willing, you were willing for a season to do what? To rejoice in his light. Now, here is, here is the big matter that I don't want you to miss from that verse, later part of that verse. You see, John was a burning and a shining light. And the people we are willing to do what? To rejoice in the light of John the Baptist. The Amplified Bible said, you we are willing to sun yourselves. You know, sunbathing. Just like relaxing in the sun. He said, you we are willing to sun yourself. You are willing to rejoice in the light of John the Baptist. And it lasted for a season. Here is the point. You see, because they rejoiced in the light of John, their experience of something that could have changed them permanently their experience became temporary it was for a season why was that so because they rejoice in the light of john but they were not kindled by the fire that was burning inside john the baptist so you see when the man that was on fire was killed snuffed out beheaded by herod because these people did not have their own personalized fire they entered back into darkness. Their experience of the light lasted for a season because they enjoyed the light, but they were not ignited by the fire. They relied on group fire. Do you know that this is a major matter in the body of Christ? Many of us are dependent on group fire. We don't have our personalized fire that is burning inside our lives. When we gather around the big man of God and the man of God does, you know, you know, he manifests, you know, he's the one on fire. He's anointed. Hey, the man of God. There's a prophet in the house. And then this man of God manifests. All of us are, all of us are rejoicing in his light. We are celebrating him. You know, my papa. Oh, the bishop. Now, look at what has happened. Now, the papa is disconnected from church members. The best you can do is call them on the phone or send them something. Do you see what is going on now? So, what is happening to the rest of the members? Many have gone back to darkness. Why is that so? Because they were rejoicing in somebody else's light, but they did not come close enough. They did not say, Brother John, this thing that is burning in your heart, this thing that is burning inside your spirit, Brother John, can I catch this same fire? So come and hear the Bible. The Lord Jesus Christ said, John said concerning Jesus, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let's go to the final scripture and, and draw this to a close. Matthew chapter 5. Come with me now to Matthew 5. I believe that many of us are familiar with this scripture. I, I, I don't have much more time to spend there, but let's let's I think I have like five minutes left. Um Come with me to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. Matthew 5, um, uh, 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world. You, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So you are the light of the world and you are like a... Notice it doesn't say you are the light of the church. <laughs> 
He didn't say you are the light of the church. He said you are the light of the world. So where is the world? The world is not just church. The world includes hospitals. The world includes different areas. So God does not want all of his light aggregated inside church. What does God want? He wants there to be light all over the world. So what does he do? He spreads his light to the different corners of planet Earth. You see, immediately you see that the model that that concentrates ministry inside church is contrary to what Jesus said. He didn't say you are the light of the church. Light is not needed in light. He didn't say you are the salt of the church. He said you are the salt of the earth. So it means that the light is going to shine in the darkness, not in the midst of light. Not in the midst of light. You see, what is happening is that many of us, our light is shining in the midst of light, but not in the darkness. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of your family. You are the light of the street. You are the light of the hospital where you are located. You are the light out in business. You are the light in the church. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So you are like a city that is set on a hill. Then he said, nor do they light a lamp. Please follow now because this is where I'm going to close this matter. Nor do they light a lamp. So how do you light a lamp? You see, the lamp they had in those days is not, you know, fluorescent lamps. It's those old lamps. I'm sure you know those um, uh, kerosene lamps or oil lamps. The ones that had a wick, you know. So to light that lamp, you have to set it on fire. You see, to light a lamp, you strike the match and then you hold the match to the wick. And when you hold the, ma- the match to the wick, you are watching. Then the wick starts burning. And when the wick starts burning, what do you do with the matches? You blow it off. You throw it away. Now the wick is on fire. And as a side effect of the fire that is burning in the, on the wick, you have light. So you see again, light is a side effect of fire. Spiritual light is a side effect. It's a consequence of fire. If you are burning, you will shine. It's automatic. It will be, the world will be powerless. Darkness will be powerless to quench the light of a person that is on fire. You know, they asked John Wesley. John Wesley was, was smallish in stature, but he had this very strong voice. And the power of God was upon the man and his ministry. And thousands of people, he would speak to thousands without a public address system. And thousands of people would gather and he would preach the gospel. They said, John Wesley, how do you, what do you do to all these people that you are preaching to? How do you attract them? How, how, how are you so impactful in their lives? And John Wesley said, I set myself on fire and they come to watch me burn. I set myself on fire and they come to watch me burn. If, if you are on fire, people, you will shine. So Jesus said, nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel. In fact, once the lamp is on fire, if you put it under your bed, your bed will catch fire. Jeremiah said, I wanted to resign. I said, I'm not, I'm not preaching anymore. All this ministry, all, the only thing I have is trouble, 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 trouble. But Jerry said, his word was like fire. Shut up inside my bones. And I could not keep quiet. It was impossible to keep quiet. So now, after you have lit the lamp, what else do you do? You said, nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but on a lamp stand. 
so watch this now please be patient with me i'm conscious of the time i'll wrap up shortly so when you when you light the lamp what's the next thing you do you put this lamp on a stand you find a stand for the lamp so you can put the stand the lamp here or you can put the lamp further up or you can put the lamp somewhere else where you need the lamp eh? or you can put the lamp elsewhere but the point is you are placing the lamp on a stand so please note it is not the job of the lamp to find a stand for the lamp notice that it's not the, it's not the lamp it is the person that sets the lamp on fire that places the lamp on where it's going to shine now watch this if you need light in your bathroom what do you do you carry your lamp and you go to the bathroom when you need light in the sitting room you carry your lamp and you go to the sitting room when you need lamp in your study you carry your lamp and you put inside the study now notice no don't miss this don't miss this what is happening the platform is changing but the lamp is on fire so you see once you understand this principle you see that this thing people talk about part-time and full-time does not exist in the bible question this lamp is it part-time or full-time a part-time lamp is darkness if lamp is lamp part of the time then it is dark the rest of the time it cannot be light so you see this automatically tells us that every believer is a full-time minister of jesus let me tell you the template that will change the world listen to the template by which the final revival is going to take place listen to the template it will not be this big man of god preaching from one big pulpit and then the rest of us are spectators and we are watching him and, and rejoicing in his light praise god for great servants of god may god multiply them i want you to listen the template for the final revival is lamps on fire burning and shining from every platform imagine what is going to happen to do you know why nigeria is in darkness is because the lamps are inside church assuming we had lamps on fire burning in an npc burning in the ministry of education lamps on fire burning in the health sector burning in the all the corrupt places in nigeria they will scatter darkness but they will not be operating from church they will be operating from their platform out in the marketplace I believe you have understood this so for you my dear precious servant of god doctor and others joining this this call you are a lamp on fire that's god's plan for you and the plan is that you will burn and you will shine from where the father has located you so you see the hospital becomes a platform the hospital becomes a platform from where you are going to fulfill your ministry so every time you are going to that clinic you see yourself as a lamp on fire oh and you are on duty for god in your generation can you imagine what will happen if all of us receive this message we are going to be burning and shining lights and what will be the consequence jesus said this lamp on the stand will give light to everybody in the house it will give light to everybody in the house it will shine and provide light <laughs> for everybody in the hospital light for everybody in your department light for everybody in the bank in education in the union can you imagine look at nigeria assuming all of the christian brethren that are lecturers in our universities are lamps on fire there'll be revival in our campuses not the multiplicity of calls taking place but many of us the only thing we collect from 
our lamps our lamp stand our platform is money why can we can also collect souls we can do good works and preach the word minister to people and bring them to christ and bring in the harvest who says that it is only in church that many miracles take place blessed be god forevermore and so i have shared with you uh, this evening that we are called to be burning and shining lights that is the only way we can be effective as witnesses I said that is the only way we can be effective. Any witness that is not on fire in this generation will not make impact. And how will the witness manifest? How will the thing manifest practically? It will manifest, first of all, by our lives. Your life is a life on fire that scatters darkness. A life in which there is no private iniquity brewing somewhere, secret sins. Uh, a life that is pure and transparent purified in the sight of God. The next thing is that our words, our words we carry life and carry fire. We will preach the gospel. We will minister to people the word of life. And the third and final component is our works. That's why he says in that Matthew chapter 5, he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. When this thing begins to manifest through our lives, as we use the skills that God has given us, so we develop excellence. Why? Because we are a city on a hill. You are not a mediocre person. There is no obscurity around your life. You are shining. You are the light of your department. That means unimpeachable excellence. You are deeply spiritual and you are thoroughly professional. I said, <laughs> deeply spiritual, thoroughly professional. You are excellent like Daniel. Huh? Like Daniel. You are excellent in what God called you to do and you are deep in your work with God. Who told the people in the church that, that you, you, spirituality and professionalism are mutually exclusive? Who, who taught that? Look at Daniel. Daniel was a vice president. But pastors, many pastors cannot understand the depth of revelation that the vice president wrote deeply spiritual thoroughly professional that will be the template of the end time revival burning lamps shining in different sectors of society i have been teaching this thing for several years now calling the church to listen but many pastors are still telling the people you know you are not full-time ministers we are the ones that are called you are not called which verse are you quoting by what authority do you tell the body of christ that they are not called you are the only one that is called all of us have been bought with a price. All of us are disciples of Jesus Christ. And all of us have a platform, a lampstand from where this burning and shining light is going to stand. And for those that are pastors, your job is to set lamps on fire. You know what church is supposed to be? When we gather in church, the man of God, your goal should be to set every lamp on fire and then release them like the little foxes, like the, the foxes of Samson into the standing corn of the Philistines to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord to your heart. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Pray over it. Don't take it because Brother Fentan said so. I'm not an authority. Check the word of God for yourself. And no matter what other people say, accept your commission and ask God. We are going to be praying shortly for fire. We are going to be praying for fire. You are going to ask God to group fire will not carry you far. Do you know on the day of Pentecost, and I'm going to mention this because we will pray with it. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible said, 
when the Holy Spirit arrived, there appeared to them cloven, divided, divided, tongues of fire, and it sat on the head of each person. It was not group fire that came on the day of Pentecost. The fire was separate, tongues, utterly separate. In other words, each person received their own fire pack. You are going to receive a fresh fire pack here this evening, and your life will never be the same. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Let's begin to give thanks. I want you to thank God for the word of God. Just open your mouth and start thanking God where you are. Something is happening to you. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your call. Thank you for the opportunity, Father, to be your burning and shining lamps at a time like this. Oh, God, thank you for the call to be a witness. I want you to thank him that he has called you to be his witness. Huh? Thank you. Oh, Father, thank you for calling me as your witness. Thank you for calling me as your witness. Let's pray. Let's thank you for calling you as a witness. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for calling me as a witness. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Oh, glory to the Son of God. Next, I want you to begin to repent of any works of darkness. Ask God to cleanse you. If you, are, if you are doing something that is not right, any uncleanness, any sin in the secret, receive cleansing now. Plead the blood of Jesus over your heart. Repent. This is a dangerous time. This is not time to play games with the Bible. Huh? This is a, the Bible says the days are evil. The days are evil. Ask God to cleanse you. Father, in the name of Jesus, purge our hearts of every walk of darkness. Father, purge our hearts. Cleanse us. Cleanse our families, oh God. Oh, I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of us. Wash our hearts clean by the blood that you shed on the cross. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. Now I want you to pray against every kind of fear. Open your mouth and pray against fear. Rebuke the spirit of fear. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of fear over every life. In Jesus' name. The Son of God has set us free from fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, every cloud of death and fear, Lord, that has threatened and harassed people, it's taken away now. The light scatters that darkness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, gracious Father. Thank you, gracious Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, I, I invite you to answer the call of the Master to be his martus. Would you like to say, Lord, I lay down my life at your feet. Jesus, I lay down my life at your feet. Use this life for your own purpose. My life doesn't matter. Only let the works that you have sent me be finished. I want you to pray. Jesus is looking for martus. He's looking for martyrs. He's looking for witnesses. Can you pray? Say, Lord, here I am. Take me as your witness in my generation. A faithful witness. Let's pray, please. Pray for yourself. If there is anything that you are holding back, surrender it to the Lord. 
surrender it to the Lord. Surrender your your consultantship. Some of us, you know, you have become a big man now. You can't preach. I said, when you were when you were a house officer, when you were a registrar, uh, struggling to pass your exams, you know, you were born in. You could preach the gospel. Now you are a consultant. You are too big to preach. Lay that crown at the feet of Jesus. Lay that crown at the feet of Jesus. I said, Jesus, use me. Use my crown to advance your crown. Please pray now. Say, Lord, I am your witness. I accept the call to be your witness in the marketplace. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to pray. I want us to pray for protection. Open your mouth, pray for continued protection for yourself and your family. All health workers, as people go to work, that the God of heaven will keep you safe. In the name of Jesus, there shall no plague come near your dwelling place. I said, there shall no plague come near your dwelling place. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand will fall at your right side, but it will not come near you. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blood of Jesus over your life. The protection of the Father God. Oh, Father, order the steps of these precious brethren. Preserve their families. In the name of Jesus, Lord, no evil shall befall them where they are ministering. Oh, Father, rather let life come out of them. Let life come out of them and impart their patience. Death will not stick to them in the name of Jesus. Because they are carriers of your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you are sick in your body, I want you to listen now, everyone. Listen now. If you are sick in your body, you will be healed now. If you are sick in your body, the power of God is going to touch you. So let's pray for those that are not feeling well, both in this forum and other forums, you know, other health workers. Let's pray that the power of God will touch them. You are a child of God. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. And now he quickens your mortal body. In Jesus' name, receive life in your mortal body. Satan, I break your chains. In the name of Jesus, I break your chains. I break your bondage. I break, I rebuke every sickness. I speak life. I speak life to your body. Recover in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Blessed be God forevermore. Let's pray for the wisdom of God. Let's pray for the wisdom of God for doctors, for people, that God will send a cure for this pandemic. God will send healing to the nations. Let's plead the mercy of God over our country and over the nations of the earth. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for our country. Lord, we command this plague of death to stop in the name of Jesus. But we stand in the gap between the living and the dead in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus and we speak life to this nation oh God that Satan will not claim many more souls in hell but that your grace will be poured out Father upon our generation in the name of Jesus we plead your mercy over the nations in the mighty name of Jesus Christ in Jesus name we have prayed amen finally I want you now to begin to pray to begin to pray lay your hand on your head in the name of Jesus, lay your hand on your head and begin to pray for yourself. Receive a fresh baptism of the fire of God to consume every lukewarmness. In the name of Jesus, 
lay your hand on your head and pray for yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive a fresh baptism of fire. Say to God, Father, where is my own tongue of fire? Where is my own tongue of fire? Father, group fire will not carry me far. Group fire will not carry me far. Baptize me with your spirit and with fire. Father, ignite something in my heart today. Put fresh fire in my bones. In the name of Jesus. Pray to Jesus. Baptize me and my brethren. Father, with fresh fire today. Now. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. The power of God comes on you now where you are located. In the name of Jesus. God's power rests on you now. Receive fresh fire in your spirit, in your bones, in Jesus' name. In the midst of a lukewarm generation, you will be a burning and a shining light. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please continue this prayer beyond this point. I trust that they have recorded this message. Listen to it over and over and and let something stay in your spirit. You are God's servant. God has called you for such a time as this and you will finish what God has called you to do. In and where you are doing it, promotion is coming to you. In the name of Jesus, God, Pratakut Saparia, I perceive God is lifting up people that are listening to me now. God, I, listen, everybody, I say God is lifting up people. I see God placing people on higher platforms. As you continue to be faithful, where the Father God has planted you. In the name of Jesus. Okay, let's pray now. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word that has come to us. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for your word that has come to us. We receive this word. We receive our commission, every one of us, as burning and shining lights. And now, Father, today, we receive a fresh baptism of fire in our bones for every one of us, in Jesus' name, to consume every lukewarmness, to consume every darkness, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that your hand of power we rest upon all of these precious brothers and sisters. That Father, wherever you have located them, there will be lamps on fire, lamps on fire, burning and shining, Father, from the different platforms, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that you are raising the platform. You are raising many of them to higher platforms where they will shine like a city that is set on a hill, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over their families, over they themselves. There shall no plague come near your dwelling place. In the name of Jesus, a thousand shall fall at your side at your right side but it will not come near you in the name of jesus i plead the blood of jesus over them and i ask the lord this will be your army oh lord marching through the land and changing lives with the love of our lord and savior jesus christ thank you gracious father in jesus name we have prayed amen